Thank you for joining us for the True Life Fellowship Church podcast. Here is today's message from Pastor Devon Alexander. Open your Bibles to 1 Peter chapter 5 and meet me at verse 7. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7. And the word of the Lord from the disciple Peter through the utterance of the Holy Spirit says, Casting all of your care upon him, for he cares for you. So we've been talking over the last several weeks about stress and pressure. We've been defining what stress is. And for some reason, this holiday season brings a lot of stress to individuals. I know that it should be a joyous time. I know that we should be celebrating. I know that we should have a smile on on our face. But because it's a pressure-filled season, it brings with it a lot of pressure, a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, a lot of cares, and a lot of worry. And we've defined stress as the weight and the pressure that you carry that is solicited by dates and deadlines to deliver and produce. And so anytime there's a date, anytime there's a deadline, it will automatically impose and solicit pressure and stress. But you don't have to carry the stress and the pressure because there is a dateline. Now, we are not immune to stress and pressure because of datelines. I mean, we live in this world. We're not of this world, but we live in this world. And we're not immune to stress and pressure coming. However, we can walk through this life without carrying stress and pressure and worry and anxiety and so on and so forth. You can separate the task from the pressure. You can separate the, the goal, the accomplishment, what you're looking to do from the pressure and the stress that is attached to it. You don't have to have both at the same time. You can do a task and not be stressed about the task. You can, you can fulfill obligations and not feel pressure about it. You can go through life. If you trust God, you can go through life and not have the chronic stress and pressure that's attached to dates and deadlines. Listen, anytime you hear bad news, stress and pressure tries to come. Anytime you hear something that you don't want to hear or you disagree with, stress, weight, and pressure try to come. But you can separate the stress and the weight from what you hear. You can separate the stress and the pressure from what you need to accomplish. And the way you do that is found in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Once again, if you don't mind, put it on the screen. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. It says, casting all of your care upon him, for he cares for you. Now, the amplified version of the same passage of Scripture, I like how it says it. It says it this way. Casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on him, for he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. And so notice that we're not to cast some of our care, we're to cast all of our care. 
We're not to hold on to some of it. We're not to keep some of it. We're to give it all to him. We're to throw it on him. We're to release it to him because he can carry the care for us. He can carry the weight and the pressure and the anxieties and the burdens for us. So we're to throw it on him. We are not built to carry chronic stress. We're not built to carry pressure. We're not built to carry anxieties and worries and cares. We are not designed to carry these things. And so God's given us a way to get rid of these things. Remember, we're in this world. We're not of it. Because we're in the world, we're not immune to pressure and all these things, but we should be the most carefree people because we have a way of getting rid of our cares. We have a way of getting rid of our stress and pressure. We can actually throw it unto the Lord. Now, here's the important part that I was meditating on all week long and even up last night meditating on is why can we cast our cares on the Lord? The scripture tells us in 1 Peter 5, 7, we can cast it onto the Lord because he cares for us. So here's why. Why can we do that? It's because he cares for you. You can give him your cares because he cares for you. So what does it mean for someone to care for you? Well, I think number one, it means that that, that person will give you their attention. God is saying, you can cast your care on me because I'm going to care for you. Therefore, I am giving you my attention. I am giving you uh, my concentration. I am uh, also making you a priority. And so when you care for someone, you actually give them your attention. I I have children, and uh, my children want to play all the time. They they always want to play. I could be in the middle of something. Daddy, can you play with me? Well, because I can't play with them 100% of the time all the time because I'm not God, okay? I can't play with them 100% of the time. But more often than not, I do play with them. I give them my priority. I give them my attention. But God is greater than me. I'm just an earthly father. He's a good father. He's not someone we just serve. We're a son and a daughter, praise God. When you gave your life to Jesus, you became a part of his family. You became a son or daughter of God. And so you can go to daddy and say, daddy, I can't carry this. And I need to give it to you. I can't carry this pressure and I need to release it and give it to you. And I believe Father God is like, this is what I've been waiting for. I've been waiting for you to admit that you can't carry this stress and pressure. I've been waiting for you to admit that you can't carry this anxiety and this weight and these burdens. Just give it to me. My five-year-old, Zage, Zage can do everything by herself now, or so she thinks she can. I can't help her with anything. Can I help you with this? No, I know how to do it. Can I help you with that? I know how to do it. There are things she can't do, but she thinks she knows how to do it, and I can't help her with anything. And I started to think this is how we are with God. We tell God, I got it. I know how to do this. I can handle this. I've got this. And he's like, let me carry it for you. You're like, I got it. I got it. I'm a man. I got it. I'm a, I'm a mother. I got it. I'm, I'm a wife. I can carry this. I'm a, I'm a father. I can carry it. That's my role to carry. And God said, depend on me. 
Trust me, give it to me and I'll carry that for you. Somebody say, he cares for me. Say it again, he cares for me. So it's important to realize that God cares for you. So he wants to give you his attention. He cares for you. He also cares for you. And if you care for someone, you're also going to give them provision. I care for my children. I provide for them. They, can, they, they, they can't provide for themselves. I provide for them. And so when God cares for you, he's like, listen, don't worry about what you're worried about because I can provide for you. Don't think about what you've been thinking about. Stop losing sleep over that. Stop complaining about that. Stop carrying that because I can provide for you. I care for you. I care for you. I care for you. Last night I was sitting on the couch and I just kept saying, he cares for me. He cares for me. But what what about this? He cares for me. How are you going to handle that? He cares for me. I'm just reminding myself that I am cared for. I got someone thinking about me. I got someone that's giving me their attention. Someone that's saying, I want to take care of you. I want to provide for you. I want to carry that for you. Don't be stressed out. Don't be full of anxiety. Stop worrying about the future. I want to carry that for you. I know about the future. And I've got the future written in the palm of my hand. And and I got your name written in my hand. and, And I know all the hairs on your head. And I've created you and developed you and crafted you and molded you and I know about you and I want to take care of you. Thought I'd get a better amen than that, but that's all right. I'm preaching to myself then this morning. He, He knows us. He fashioned us. He formed us and he cares for us. And when he cares for you, that means he wants to provide for you. Let me provide for you. Stop trying to provide for yourself. Let me do it for you. Because there's weight and there's pressure and there's stress when we are trying to provide for ourselves. We are trying to take care of ourselves. Listen, I don't even, Stacy comes home and tells me how much the groceries cost. Oh my goodness, the price of this has gone up and the price of that's gone up. That's real. Inflation is real, Right? It is real. Things are more expensive than they've ever been before. I tell her, please don't tell me because I don't want that weight or pressure. I don't even want to know. Just spend the money and get the groceries and don't tell me how much it costs. Why? Because God is providing for me. Hallelujah. And if and I know I went out and bought, listen, I got to be honest with y'all, I went and bought some, a gallon of ice cream the other day. I just had a taste for this blue bell. Ice cream, and they better send me a check since I mentioned them. Uh, some bluebell and uh, chocolate chip cookie dough. Mm, that's one of my favorite. And the gallon used to be about $4. It was $8. I, I almost not got it, Kurt. I said, I'm not going to get this. I'm not going to pay double for it. But the ice cream kept calling my name. Devon, come eat me. I said, well, I've been doing some good workout stuff. I guess, I, you know, I need a little ice cream, you know. And I asked my family, y'all going to help me eat it? They said, show enough. Sure enough, we're going to help you eat it. And so I, I got it. But I saw that the price had increased. But I said, you know what? I don't care. Oh, what do you, what do you mean you don't care? Because God's going to care for me. Now, I didn't say go out and do something stupid. Well, I'm going to go out there and give me that Lamborghini because I don't care how much it costs. And this is the most expensive time to buy a Lamborghini. All right? 
Don't do that. Do what God tells you to do, right? But I said, you know what? I don't care. God's going to take care of us. We, we got to have, there was something in the house that we, we had to have. And Saints like, what the price went up. We got to have it. Go get it. God's going to take care of us, praise God. He's going to supply. He cares for us. I'm not taking care of us. I'm not providing for this family. God is providing for this family. And you're going to have to say that. I'm not the provider. God is the provider. Uh, If you're a single mother, if you're a single father, I'm not the provider. If you're single in general, I'm not the provider. God is the provider. He is going to provide for us. And another thing that he's going to do for us is he's going to support us. He's going to protect us. He's going to defend us. He's going to care for us. This is what you do when you care for someone. You protect them. I care for my wife and children, so I protect them. I defend them. And God says, I'm going to protect you. I'm going to care for you. So even in this world, we live in, this world is dangerous. This is a dangerous world we live in. It's a lot going on and a lot of crazy people and a lot of people that are dealing with with stuff in their mind and demon-possessed. Some of the crime that's happening, you can't do that unless you're demon-possessed. You got a demon in you. And this is going on. But I sit back in this world and I think God cares for me and he cares for my family. And we are in this world, and there is a shield around us. And Psalms 91 is around us, and God is going to protect protect us. That doesn't mean I don't feel anything. I am superseding my feelings. And I'm getting now into faith, and I'm getting into trust. And while I don't feel like it, I believe that God is taking care of my family. So I drop my kids off at school every day, and I, my, there's things I say to my kids. I tell them, make sure that they're in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing with the right people. I make them say that after me. All right? So, boom, that's good. And they get out the car, and I, I, I stretch my hands toward the school, and I say, this school is a safe place in the name of Jesus. And I turn my music back on, and I drive on out of the school, praise God, fully expecting what came out of my mouth, and the God I serve to take care of my children. Come on, somebody say amen. Amen. This is how you cast the care. You give it to God. If God can't do it, it can't get done. And so you give it to him. I, I give it to him. The worry and the care, I give it to you. The frustration, Lord, I'm giving it to you. It tries to jump back on you, but you, you get right back. You give it right back. It tries to get back in you. Get, get off me. Get out of my mind. Get out of my thinking. I trust God, and he cares for me. He cares for me. And so last night, I'm sitting on the couch just simply saying, he cares for me. He cares for me. He cares for me. He cares for me. This is why it's important to go to church. I told you a few weeks ago that they say that if you consistently go to church, you'll live seven to 10 years longer than the average person. These are studies that came out about this. And why is that the case? I believe it's the case because praise releases the stress that has been repressed on the inside of you. When you come to church and not to just look around and see what's going on, but you really participate in what is happening, I believe you are releasing stress. 
You are leaving this place today stress-free. Now, when you hit that threshold of that door, you're going to have to keep that stress off you, praise God, because you're releasing the stress that has been repressed on the inside. Come on, let's take a moment, lift our hands, and just praise God. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory. We release stress that's been repressed, and we thank you for it. We give you praise for it. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory be to God. You just release stress. Now, if you just sat there and looked at me, you kept your stress. But if you just lifted your hands and surrendered to God, you released it because praise releases it so that you can be free to do what God's called you to do. I like in Psalms 55, 22, the scripture tells us to cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. He's going to sustain you. If you cast it unto the Lord, he'll sustain you. And the rest of the verse says, he will not even allow you to be shaken. Now imagine walking through life, casting your cares anxiety, stress unto the Lord, allowing him to sustain you, and you're not even shook by what happens. Bad news comes, it doesn't even shake you because I'm casting my cares unto God. He cares for me. Now, in John chapter 3, verse 16, very famous passage of scripture, John chapter 3, verse 16, I believe it is the most famous passage of scripture It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. This is the gospel message, really. You can sum the gospel up into this one verse. God loves the world that he gave his only begotten son. During Christmas season, we are celebrating the arrival of God's only begotten son, Jesus. But I want to take some time here to break down this verse because I've just been just hearing the word of God, releasing stress, releasing pressure, walking carefree. I told y'all a few weeks ago, Paul and I were up here at the church and the TVs weren't working and and things weren't working and we were trying to get it to work. And Paul turns to me and said, Pastor, I can't believe you're not stressed out about this. I said, Paul, I'm endeavoring to release stress. Yes, we're going to get these things to work. Yes, we're going to, it's going to work. By the end of the day, before we leave here, we're going to get it to work. But I don't have to be stressed about it. And I don't have to carry the weight and pressure about it. I can still focus on getting this done without and cussing and acting a fool. I can focus on what God is saying to do. And God did it. We, I walked in, and Paul will tell you, I walked in because he had called and said it couldn't work. I came up here. I turned the TV on, and it all started working. He said, what did you do? I said, I didn't do anything. I prayed on the way here. I said, Lord, help this thing work. Praise God. And it worked as soon as I hit the building. Praise God. You can do it without stress and pressure. And so Jesus tells us here in John 3, 16, for God. Now, who is God? Right? Who is God? Well, that's a, that's a really good question. God is the creator. God is the originator. God is, I love one name that God describes himself in, is the ancient of days. I love that name. That means there's, 
There is no beginning and there's no end. He is the ancient. He's ageless. He's the ancient of days. Uh, he's also El Shaddai, which means the all-sufficient one. One translation means that he is the he is the all-breasted one. Well, well, what does that mean? Let me give you an example. I met with a pastor a couple of weeks ago, and he said his dog just gave birth, and they were thinking that they were there would be two babies. It ended up being seven, seven babies. But he actually sells the babies, so he said he, they, they all, you know, that was $1,200, and that was $1,200. And so he was making some money, praise the Lord. Hallelujah, I'm not mad at him. And so ended up being seven, but he said, and when he was telling the story, I was thinking about El Shaddai, because when it was time to eat, all the dogs were able to eat, because the multi-breasted mother was able to nourish her children. Come on, somebody, are y'all getting this? So they, they was all, whether they had two or seven, it didn't matter. They was going to eat, praise the Lord. And so he's like, they were all feeding, and, and, and then one would come off, another one, and they was all taking turns, and the mother was able to take care of them. And I said, El Shaddai, El Shaddai, able to take care of everybody all at one time. This is the God that we're talking about, and he's our father, praise God. Jehovah Jireh means he's the provider. Who is God? He's a provider. He's the source of love. And so we see in this passage of Scripture, for God, the provider, the source of love, El Shaddai, Jehovah Jireh, the Ancient of Days, the Ageless One, Elohim, Jehovah Rapha, the, 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 the one and only God so loved. Now this God so loved, that word so means to the extent to or to the degree of. To the extent to or to the degree of. So for example, you can look at someone and say, man, that guy is so tall. He's tall, but you placed an emphasis on how tall he is by saying so. So he's so tall. Or you go outside and you say, man, it is so cold out here. You could have just said it was cold, but you wanted to put an emphasis on how cold it was. So you said it is so cold. And so for God who so loved. Not just loved, he so loved. There's an emphasis placed on the love that he has. Now, this love is agape love. Agape love means unconditional love. It means a love by choice and not by chance. It's a love that doesn't involve any feelings. You can love without feeling anything. This love does not say, like the old Janet Jackson song, what have you done for me lately? This is not that kind of love. This love is unconditional. It loves even when you are doing wrong. This love loves even when you don't act right. This love loves even when you don't do everything right. This love loves even when you're disobedient. This love loves the same. It is consistent. It is constant. It is never wavering. It stays the same. God's love stays the same for you throughout the ups and downs of life. He loves you, and he doesn't just love you. He so loves you. Come on, somebody say amen. Glory to God. He so loves you. So there's an, there's an emphasis placed on this love. For God so loved, watch this, the world. We're not talking about earth and trees and sand and grass. We're talking about the world. What is the world? Now listen, 
The world is a godless society that, that doesn't want anything to do with anything God. That is the world. We are in this world. We're not of it. We're not from it, but we're in it. And there's a, there's a society around anti-God. This is the world. Anti-God. We want systems to do without God. We want to take under God out of the Pledge of Allegiance. We want to take God out of schools. We want to take God out of, out of everything. We want to now be uh, atheists. And we don't even believe in God anymore. And we want to get rid of God. This is the world that God said he loved. He didn't say, for God loved all believers that he came. No, no, no. It said, for God so loved the world, a, a godless society that is against him, he loved the world so much that, now the word that means it's going to cause him to do something. What is this love going to cause you to do. For example, I so love Stacy Carruthers that I did something. What did I do? I went out and I bought a ring. I, I spent thousands of dollars. Not too much, but thousands <laughs> on, a, on a ring. I so loved her that I bought a ring. It's amazing to me when I talk to people that live together. And, oh, I love, I love that person. I love the person. Well, do something about it. What are you going to do? What, what, what are you doing? Oh, we're just going to live together forever. Well, that, that, you ain't showing the love that causes you to do something because you can give without loving, but you cannot love without giving. Preaching better than y'all saying amen up in here today. So what are you going to do about it? So God said, he didn't say, I just love the world. He said, I love the world that I'm going to do something about it. He gave completely handed over to freely let go of to give. So he loved a society that was anti him that he gave. He did something about it. He gave his only only means there's only one of. Right. Only only one of. Uh, he, he could have gave a tree. He could have gave a star. He, he could have gave some sand on the seashore. He could have even gave some money. But he gave what he only had one of. And that was his son. He gave his only, somebody say only, only. begotten son. He gave his son. He, he gave his offspring. He gave himself. He gave himself. He gave his son and he gave himself because his son is him in the flesh. Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God. He gave himself to a world that wants nothing to do with him. And he loved the world so much that he gave a gift that he only had one of himself. There's only one God. He gave himself that whosoever shall believe, there's a chance that someone may reject him. Whosoever shall believe, some people are going to reject this free gift. Whosoever shall believe shall not perish or shall not live eternally without him, but shall have 
everlasting life, or you could say, in our community, we would say, can experience true life, the life that God intended for us to live, starting with salvation, and then growing into the things of God. We're talking about a God that loves you so much when you were not connected with him. You were an enemy. You wanted nothing to do with God. You were born into your sin. You were born a sinner. You were headed to a destination that you thought was right. But because of his great love, he rescued you. He saved you. He accepted you into his beloved. He transformed you from the powers of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. He embraced you and he redeemed you from the curse and he saved you from all of your sin and he got rid of all of your condemnation and shame and he said you are worthy and you are worthy and you're worthy of this gift and so I'm going to give myself to you. I'm going to embrace you. I'm going to bring you into the family. You're now a son and daughter. This is the God who cares for you. And so we're talking about stress and pressure, and you got a God that did all of this, loves you, wants to take care of you, embraced you, accepted you, and he says, give it to me. I did this before I saved you. I wanted to care for you before you were even born. I wanted to care for you when you were lost and dead in your sin. I wanted to care for you when you had nothing to do with me. I wanted to care for you when you were a racist. I wanted to care for you when you were an alcoholic, when you were on drugs and busted and disgusted. That's when I really wanted to care for you. And then I chose you. I accepted you. And now you're in my family. Let me take care of you. I hope y'all are understanding and feeling the words that are coming out my mouth. Let me care for you. And so in light of all of this, why are we walking around worried about something? You got a God like this who wants to take care of you and you worried about something. Did you know that worry? I don't know if they know this, Kurt, but did you know that worry is a sin? Well, somebody's got to worry about it, not you. Not God's going to have to think about that, not me. I didn't give it to him. Not you. No, it is a it is a sin. Do not worry was not a suggestion. Uh be be anxious for nothing was not a suggestion. This is a commandment. Uh pour out your stress unto the Lord was not a suggestion. This is a commandment. And when you act in faith and pour out all these things unto the Lord, he's saying, I will carry this for you because I care for you. Anybody that you trust, if if they say they'll care for you and you trust them, you can lean and recline into them because they're going to care for you. You remember that, that game 
that, well, I don't know if it was a game, but it was a demonstration. I don't know if y'all ever seen this demonstration, but somebody would be standing up high, and then you were supposed to fall back, and somebody catch you. And if I didn't trust that person behind me, I'm not falling back. Are you listening to me? Who is that? Billy, Billy who? Billy J- I don't know Billy James. I'm not falling back. Bring Stacey Alexander up here, you know. Bring Josh Burgess. I'll fall back. But I ain't falling back with Ray Ray. Ray Ray? Nah, nah. I'm not falling back. I'm going to only fall back and lean and recline on someone that I trust. If you trust God, then you can lean and recline in him and say, see, this is what you have to get over. You're going to have to get over the results. You're too concerned about what the results look like. And you're going to have to get over there and say, I'm doing what God's called me to do. I'm doing it to the best of my ability. I'm trying to learn and grow, and I'm going to let the chips fall where they may. You're going to have to get rid of the results. Well, I got to do it right, and I got to do it right now. I got to, it's got to be right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be, listen, you got integrity and character. You're going to do it right. But the results of it is... Is on the Lord. Lord, you got this. Let the chips fall where they may. I did what I'm supposed to do, and the result is up to you. Mm, that rhyme too. Praise the Lord. I did what I'm supposed to do, and the result is up to you. Say that. I did what I'm supposed to do, and the result is up to you. This is where we got to get because we're too, we're carrying the result. And that's why we're stressed out. Well, what's going to happen? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? And instead, we should be saying, I'm trusting you. I gave it to you. I'm doing everything you asked me to do. And that result, man, God, that's, that's up to you. That's up to you. And then we got to get to the place. Listen to me now. Everybody look at me now because this is going to be a powerful statement. We got to get to a place that our ego is not so big. See, I, I remember... I'm just telling on myself, but I remember when uh, there were a couple of things I didn't want people to see because it wasn't, you know, it wasn't what I, you know, I don't, I don't want them to see that yet because it's not where I wanted to be. This is all about me. It's not about anything else about me. I don't, I don't want them to see that because I don't want to share that with them because they may think bad about me. That's all about you. When you, when you release cares and stuff, you know, you, you, you become a man of no reputation, a woman. I don't care what they think about me. I, I got to trust God. I need some help in this situation. I'm struggling. Somebody help me carry this. I'm struggling with it, and I need some help. That's, that's the people that get help. Well, the ones I got it all. How are you doing? Blessed and highly favor of the Lord. And I know you're struggling. You know you, you know you're struggling. I'm blessed and highly favor, and I'm just doing the things that God told me. No, you, you're hurting. You're broke, and you're hurting. Go ahead and let somebody know I'm hurting a little bit. <laughs> I, I need some help. And let people help you because you're going to have to get over yourself. Now, the world has a way of temporarily getting rid of stress. I said it last week. I'll say it again. They say drink a little alcohol. You, can get, you know, it can, it can curb the edge a little bit. Then you're going to be an alcoholic. They'll, they'll say take a little drug, you know. I ain't never took no drugs, praise God. But I heard people that do take drugs, they feel good. They feel good when they take the drug. I, I get it because it temporarily releases the pain, but it doesn't eternally release it. And then you become a drug addict. And I remember one particular time, I'll tell you this story. I was in a hospital. I had a uh, 
had an appendectomy. And, and I, this is the first time I could relate to a drug, to somebody on drugs. They had the, that stuff on your arm. And what were they giving you in your arm? Say it out loud. Yeah. Whew. I was feeling good with that morphine, that IV. Man, that, what's your pain? Ten. And they, 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 they pumped that in me. Woo, boy. I got the smell. I said, I know why these drug addicts not like that stuff. That's a temporary fix. But it's not eternal. Eternally, you're going to have to get to a place that you cast it onto the Lord. Somebody say, I cast my cares. All of them unto the Lord. Because he cares for me. This is how you experience true life. You have been listening to the ministry of Devon Alexander, pastor of True Life Fellowship Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more information, go to our website at www.truelifefc.org. You can also support this ministry financially through our website. Thank you, and remember to love, learn, live, and lead.